This podcast is intended to provide general information about various recent developments in employment law and human resources best practices. Nothing in this presentation or in the comments of Ms. Johnson, Ms. Shannon, or any guest should be considered as the rendering of legal or other professional advice, and it is not directed at any specific cases or circumstances. Listeners are responsible for obtaining the necessary advice about their specific situations from their own counsel. These materials are intended for educational and informational purposes only. The presentation and these materials represent the opinions of the participants and not those of their law firms or companies. No part of these materials may be printed, photocopied, or otherwise reproduced, recorded, or stored, or transmitted in any form and by any means, electronic, mechanical, or otherwise, without the prior written permission of today's workplace podcast. Welcome to today's workplace, a podcast created to keep employers current on the latest employment law trends while providing proactive solutions to the everyday issues arising in today's rapidly changing workplace. Is your business prepared for today's workplace? Let's find out with your hosts, Barbara Johnson and Belinda Reed Shannon. Welcome to today's workplace. During our last episode in this special series about the resurgence of COVID-19 and vaccine mandates, we discussed the new federal executive order from President Biden. That order mandates vaccinations in the federal sector and for federal contractors and directs OSHA to implement regulations mandating vaccines in the private sector for those employers with more than 100 employees. Many questions remain, and many Americans who are eligible to take the vaccine have resisted efforts to persuade them to be vaccinated. There are two exemptions to the vaccine mandate, medical and religious. Belinda, do these two exemptions apply to President Biden's executive order? As a matter of fact, they do, Barbara. President Biden's September 9th executive order requiring COVID-19 vaccination for all federal employees subject to exceptions as required by law. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention haven't identified any specific medical condition that would definitively bar a person from being vaccinated, but neither has it confirmed the safety of the vaccine for persons with weakened immune systems or autoimmune conditions. But still, a person with a sound medical reason to avoid the COVID-19 vaccine will probably be exempt. As far as a religious exemption is concerned, here's the reality. Almost anyone can claim it, but whether you will receive it depends on your employer. Some employers are giving the exemption willingly, and other employers are allowing the exemption very sparingly. You know, the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, the EEOC, has adopted guidance that prohibits discrimination, meaning treating an employee differently based on his or her religious beliefs. Specifically, the guidance notes that it protects not only members of traditional organized religions, but also others who have sincerely held religious, ethical, or moral beliefs. And indeed, on September 16th, 
the Safer Federal Workforce Task Force issued um, some guidance on the vaccine mandate, including guidance on the exemptions. And according to the task force, an agency may be required to provide a reasonable accommodation to employees that communicate to the agency that they are not vaccinated against COVID-19, quote, because of a sincerely held religious belief, practice, or observance. I think it's important to understand the basis for this guidance. The First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution, which among other things pronounces that Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. It's the free exercise and religion parts that are at play here. So none of these freedoms are unlimited. And in fact, there are two cases from early in the last century that established the government's right to impose vaccination requirements. Two very important cases. First, you have Jacobson v. Massachusetts. That's a 1905 Supreme Court case that held that the states acting under their police powers could require individuals to be vaccinated against smallpox or face a fine. And then there's the other case, Zook v. King, and that's from 1922. It allowed states to require a smallpox vaccination as a condition to attend school. So confronting the argument often repeated today that a citizen has a right to decline a vaccine, Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes countered in the 1905 Jacobson case, quote, my right to swing my fist ends where the other man's nose begins. Great. So issues around mandating vaccines are certainly not new, and they have been addressed, addressed even by the United States Supreme Court, recognizing that there is this religious exemption, but that the religious exemption is not absolute. So here's how to analyze the religious exemption. If you're an employer, look at whether a person is being asked to refrain from doing something that may be required by or to do something that violates their religious beliefs. In both cases, the courts try to determine whether the requirement is neutral, meaning whether it's being imposed in one way on the general public but under a different standard for certain religious groups. And there was a case actually last year called the Roman Catholic Diocese of Brooklyn versus Andrew Cuomo. And in that case, the Supreme Court overturned a New York State COVID-related attendance limit of 25 people at houses of worship because there was no such limit on secular businesses. So while the vaccine mandate imposed on the federal workforce by the new executive order is imposed on everyone, it recognizes the religious exception required by law. And just a couple of months ago in August 2021, a court in Classen versus trustees of Indiana University considered an appeal by students at Indiana University who claimed that the university's policy about mandating vaccine effectively forced them into taking the vaccine. Noting that the university's mandate applied the same way to all students and allowed for a religious exemption, the court denied the claims made by the students. Finally, you know, and perhaps um, most critical, 
is balancing the right of employees to practice their faith against the possible consequences. You know, the right to practice religion freely does not include liberty to expose the community or a child to communicable diseases or ill health or death. And similarly, the EEOC's guidance provides that accommodating a rich religious belief may be an undue hardship. If it is, that compromises the workplace safety, may infringe on the rights of employees. In fact, very recently in Rhode Island, the court determined that healthcare workers did have to take the vaccine. In other words, that the healthcare system in Rhode Island was allowed to mandate the vaccine for all healthcare workers against um, the very strenuous, strenuous opposition of the healthcare workers. And they looked at the issue of health and safety and decided that it would be an undue burden looking at um, the health and safety of the people who are going to be treated in the healthcare facilities, and it upheld the vaccine mandate. Interesting. So I think we have to think about what does this mean for employers? And I think it means that employers hoping to stand on firm legal footing need to look at each employee's request and go through an interactive process with the employee to seek a reasonable accommodation for their sincerely held beliefs. Employers can't dismiss a request for religious exemption out of hand, even if it may initially seem ridiculous. Uh, The employer has to engage with the worker, not only to find out the nature of the request, but also to find out if accommodation is possible and reasonable. Employers can ask for the details of the religious conviction behind the request for an accommodation and explore whether the objection is based on politics, ideology, or medical concerns. And if the employer denies the request and the worker sues, the burden will be on the worker to establish that he or she was motivated by a sincere religious belief. So it's not a good idea to question the sincerity of somebody's religious belief, uh, nor does it matter whether the person is following the teachings of his faith. Leaders of the vast majority of organized religions have endorsed at least some of the COVID-19 vaccines that are available. You don't go by what their organized religion believes. And an individual's personal religious conviction can differ from their organized religion. Um, So Barbara, can you tell us what the EEOC guidance says about reasonable accommodation? Sure. The EEOC guidance recommends that employers make reasonable efforts to accommodate employees who have sincerely held religious beliefs to comply with Title VII, as long as it does not cause an undue burden on the company. The approach is very similar to the approach taken with the Americans with Disabilities Act standard. And unfortunately for employers, it really does require individualized attention through this interactive process. In other words, you can't have a blanket process. You have to look at each each employee individually. The EEOC identifies four factors um, in their guidance, and the factors that they've identified are whether the employee has acted in a way that is inconsistent with the claimed belief whether the employee is seeking a benefit or an exception that is likely to be sought for non-religious reasons, 
whether the timing of the request is questionable and the employer has other reasons to believe that the employee is seeking the benefit for secular reasons. So it may be difficult to snuff out dishonesty among those who feign religion to avoid vaccine. Most major religious denominations in the U.S. do not oppose the vaccine, but that does not preclude that individual's personal subjective belief um, against taking the vaccine. So what kind of accommodations are available, Belinda? I think it depends on the type of work that the employee does. If the employee is in a position that they can do from home and they've been successfully working at home, then an accommodation may be for them uh, to have them continue to work from home. And this is something that we've seen during uh, this pandemic for uh, what we call knowledge workers. On the other hand, if you can't work from home, say you work in manufacturing uh, that requires your presence there because you actually do something physical associated with the manufacturing process. And and so if you can't work from home and you can't socially distance from coworkers or customers and, and you can't be tested frequently enough to assure the safety of those you come into contact with, then your employer may have a reason to replace you. If you can't perform the essential functions of the job, even with accommodation, then there's no accommodation that's going to help you. So, yes, there are exemptions from the mandates. And our listeners should recognize that often, however, these exemptions are difficult to obtain. For employees who have sincerely held religious beliefs against vaccination, employers have an obligation to engage in the interactive process to determine if the accommodation is possible. So that's the latest on um, exemptions, both medical and religious. We thank you for joining us for today's Workplace. You've been listening to Today's Workplace with Barbara Johnson and Belinda Reed Shannon. If you like what you heard, Click subscribe so you don't miss out on future updates and episodes. For more information about today's episode, check out todaysworkplace.com. That's T-O-D-A-Y-S-W-O-R-K-P-L-A-C-E dot com.